Good morning, people. This is Akram from the Scientist, and today is a new episode, the first episode actually, of the Sunday Psychom. Today, we're going to be talking about trends in dental industry. So, you know, you go to the dentist, what do you expect? Pain. The future is not painful. The future is going to be painless and digital. Keep listening to know more. Hello. Hello again. So, today I'm I'm checking the midcitynews.com and I found an an article that was it's a, it's it's a, it's it's a bit old. It's uh, April 7th, but not April 7th, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but this was last year, 2021. Uh this is an article by Fanar Sweda. Fanar Sweda is a dentist in Canada in Mississauga. I'm going to put the link to the uh, article in the description of the video. But he uh, wrote this article and it made a lot of sense to me. So I thought, you know, why not share it in Sunday Psychom? Uh, in the article, he talks about different technologies that are used for uh, dentistry. And are or some of them are already implemented and some of them will be implemented in the future. But let's go through them one by one. And also I'm going to be talking about, you know, some things that are not uh, included in this article. So first technology that he is talking about is 3D printing technology. Uh, he mentions that as we move forward, dental treatment is expected to become less time consuming compared with conventional laboratory made restorations. Dental restorations fabricated using the CAD CAM technology are not only di dimensionally accurate and aesthetically more pleasant, but they also possess lesser structure flaws, making them much more durable. Now, uh, CAD CAM is a technology in which uh, digital prints, 3D prints are used uh, usually not usually like nowadays there are a lot of companies that uh, make you know digital scanners so you know you used to go to the dentist uh, and they would use some kind of material to take an impression which is basically a negative of your mouth of the teeth in your mouth and that then will be used to some gypsum will be poured in it in order to have a kind of a copy of your teeth. Now this whole thing is basically kind of, you know, it's still used. It's it's quite, I, I think in many, many practices, they still use this technique. Uh, it has advantages and disadvantages, but, uh, you know, you can see the industry, you can see the dentists also preferring to go the digital way. It's a lot less messy and uh, you can see like patients uh, for me personally one of the biggest issues with you know taking the impressions the, the normal way is that sometimes you find patients with you know very severe gag reflex and then they end up wanting to throw up and some of them throw up while taking the impressions and so on and so forth you know it's uh Make going digital is something that is going to be a lot helpful. It's going to be good for the patients, it's going to be good for the doctors. And uh, in here it says like 
Dr. What was his name? Dr. Fanar says it's uh, a lot more accurate. Uh, I don't know. It's still, I think the technology also needs a little bit, uh, you know, it is accurate, but uh, it, it's still, there are a lot of variables that are still that need, uh, you know, uh, thinking of when you're using 3D printing uh, the material, the type of printer. And, you know, we might get into that in another episode, but yeah. The future is going to be digital. 3D printing is definitely uh, a huge part of it. CAD CAM is actually used now already, but uh, not as not, not with 3D printing. It is used with 3D printing, but uh, it's used for basically carving out uh, teeth or like artificial teeth out of blocks of the materials that are used to replace the tooth. Uh, it's uh, in cases of crowns and bridges, which are basically things that you use to cover your tooth or basically replace a missing tooth. Anyways, this was the first part, uh, which was 3D printing. The next point that he talks about is artificial intelligence. And in here, he states that the medical industry has already started to benefit from artificial intelligence in various ways. Unfortunately, the dental industry has been slow in adopting this promising technology, but this is going to change in the near future from caries diagnosis to early detection. So on, he keeps like he mentions a few more of a few more things, right? Uh, a friend of mine is uh, who I, I think I will I will be inviting to this podcast. I really want him to talk. In this podcast, I want to I want to ask him to speak to you guys about what he's doing. Uh, is Doctor Ammar Shuja? He is a dentist, uh, graduated from the same university that I graduated from uh, in Yemen, Sana University. He came to Japan. We came together. We both got the uh, Mext scholarship, and I joined Tokyo Dental College. He joined Tokyo Medical and Dental University. And after that, he became interested in dental, uh, in data science and artificial intelligence. So right now he works as a part of the a data science team. He's the only dentist, I think, in, in, in the whole company. I'm not going to mention the name of the company. Maybe, I don't know, I'll let that be for him. Where they use data science and you know solving uh, health-related issue problems, and him being a dentist, he has a whole new perspective on this whole issue. So I would like—I'm uh, not going to talk about this much because, uh, first of all, I don't think I know much about this issue. <laughs> so I would rather have him come and talk about it. So I think it's going to be an interesting episode. Uh, let me know. If you're interested in hearing this out, so, uh, you know, text me on Instagram or on Twitter. Anywho, third point, digital dentistry. In a world where every dent industry is increasingly relying upon digital systems and equipment, why would the dental market be left behind? That is a very good question. Even today, many dentists use physical impressions for the fabrication of crowns and veneers. Even in implant dentistry, digital impressions are much more accurate and dimensionally stable. I think this is what we talked about a little bit earlier. 
using digital impressions. Uh, see, it in, in here he says are much more accurate and dimensionally stable. They are dimensionally stable and uh, it, it depends on the system that you're using. Definitely what he's mentioning here is yeah accurate. But uh, there are certain limitations to every device and there are certain merits and demerits to using digital and conventional uh, impression taking. But yes, uh, the future is digital. The future will be basically, you know, we hope that I hope that the, the technology is able to push the um, the dentistry forward, and you know we will be able to practice without the need of using conventional materials. Anyways, this is for the future to you know to decide, and let's see about it. The next point is a point that I'm really interested in. This is. It uh, is the tooth remineralization. According to the World Health Organization, WHO, the worldwide number of individuals older than 60 is expected to rise from 900 million in 2015 to 2 billion by 2050. Consequently, there has been a rise in the global incidence of root caries. In Japan, where I live, uh, they started a program called... Uh, 80-20, which basically means that they were hoping to have, yeah, so what they did, what they did is that they decided to have a plan that every person who is oh, 80 years old, sorry, yeah, so every person who is 80 years old should have at least 20 healthy teeth in their mouth. They tried to go for this uh, target and they went for it. Like I think over 50% of the population over 80 years old have 20 teeth in their mouth, which is, you know, a good way to live at that age. Uh, they have also like different kind of standards. Companies started developing different kind of devices to help in maintaining and keeping the health of uh, older patients. Now. With older patients, you cannot go crazy with your treatments. You cannot go, you know, start, I don't know, making implants and operations. And like sometimes their health condition doesn't allow it. So tooth remineralization is a very good point and a very good uh, uh, subject to be concentrated on, especially when you want to have your patients have you know their teeth for a much longer time uh this is where uh in here like he mentions silver diamine fluoride as uh, as, as a material that is um, very interesting uh for re remineralization uh purposes uh also a, a material that's been there for a very long time is glass ionomer uh, glass ionomers have have been told have been shown to remineralize the tooth uh, after they're in it for a very long time now different companies use glass enamel in different ways they're combining it with other minerals that help also in the remineralization process of the teeth so uh, that means if you have a cavity first of all like now 
many more concepts are being applied so that when you go to a dentist, they don't have to really carve out all that problem from your tooth. Something that is called minimum intervention, which means that they try to cut as less as possible uh, of the tooth structure when you go to the dentist. So that means like there will be a lot less drilling and when they're restoring the teeth, they're going to be using this kind of materials that will make it possible to, you know, remineralize the tooth structure so it will be resistant to secondary caries. Secondary caries are the caries that form between the restoration, which is the, the material that you put inside the tooth to fill the tooth after the caries have been removed and the tooth structure itself. So having materials that remineralize the tooth structure could prevent that. It is, you know, there are different research, uh, res there are, there is, there are a lot of, uh, you know, research subjects that go into this uh, tooth remineralization um, today, not today, <laughs> like uh, a couple of weeks ago, I heard a, a lecture and uh, by Professor Eric Reynolds and he mentioned that it, the dream is to be able to remineralize teeth immediately. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we're still a little bit far from that. So for the time being, we have different materials that uses different, you know, minerals to try to bring, uh, you know, to make the tooth uh, a lot more, a lot stro stronger and uh, less susceptible to caries. Anyways, that was regarding the tooth remineralization. Next point is augmented reality. And here he says, imagine practicing your clinical skills or teaching your students without the need for live patients. This is going to be a reality soon, thanks to augmented reality. I remember in the last meeting of the IADR, there was a lecture about this. I'll try to find it and I'm, I'm going to link it in, in the description uh, if I found it. And uh, basically some universities already started applicate uh, uh you know applying uh, these concepts um ver augmented reality and sorry and virtual reality is is uh, is something that could re really re re revolutionize uh, the dentistry uh, field and uh, you know applications are basically limitless uh, instead of working with live patients or instead of working with you know blocks of you know, extracted teeth or plastic teeth, being able to actually try your skills and work, basically work as close as possible to what you will be doing with a patient is a very interesting idea. And it looks like it's happening really soon too. This is not going to be, it's not a far-fetched dream. Uh, this is in direct communication with the next one, teledentistry. Teledentistry uh, is the last point that uh, Dr. Suweda mentions. And the paragraph starts with the COVID-19 pandemic has completely revolutionized the dental industry. 
Dentists now only ask patients to come to their offices only when physical treatment is needed. When it comes to regular oral hygiene checkups or other services that do not require the physical presence of the patients, dentists now offer tele-industry services. While the COVID-19 will hopefully be a thing of the past soon, tele-dentistry is here to stay. Uh, tele-dentistry might be a, in, in, my, in my opinion, like... Uh, a very good solution and uh, one thing that <laughs> I, I don't know if it's applicable pretty soon but I've, um, I've, I've, I've seen some research and some programs uh, some documentaries about uh, doing not, te not tele-dentistry but tele-surgeries which is basically uh, th this is not a reality so I'm, I'm you know the, the, don't misquote me on this uh, but this is a thing that is uh, that many researchers or many scientists many surgeons hope to be able to do which is basically being able to perform surgeries from you know a different place so you don't have to be in the same place with the patient but you could be working like with hand robots from one uh, place and then have your <clears throat> Have the patient be in another spot where they they might not be able to travel, uh, so for one reason or the other, and then you'll still be able to perform these surgeries. Uh, this is not just for dentistry. This might this is this is for general surgeries. This is this is this these applications is are going to be huge. So in in here, I think uh, he mentions about. Uh, you know, examinations, simple examinations, but I think the future holds a lot, a lot uh, more um, ideas and a lot more applications for being able to work remotely and not just examining patients, but actually being able to treat them and, um, you know, remove the need to travel. Uh, this will allow, you know, dentists and surgeons specialists and very talented people to be able to treat people in different places so this could you know open uh, the field wide open for uh, you know patients who are not able to travel due to i don't know their health conditions or maybe economically speaking so I, I am really looking forward to all these changes. Anyways, this is all the information that I saw. Like this is the article from uh, Dr. Uh, Sueda. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed the information that we discussed today. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting future. Basically, when all of this actually comes together, and you know visits to the dentist going to become a lot less painful and you know just might be you know done all digitally or like you can actually be at your own home and dentists will be able to treat you who knows what the future holds but i really hope that it's going to be a lot more fun a lot less stressful for patients and for the dentist at the same time Anyways, this was Sunday Psychom and 
This was Akram from DesignDist. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Looking forward to see you in the next week for more SciCom and for more subjects about science and about dentistry. Peace.